I don't know if y'all can sit down or not. I tell you what, before, before you do, before you do, I want to read to you something. Revelation chapter 4, chapter 5. Four living creatures said of the Lord, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. The 24 elders fell down and they cast their crowns at His feet and said, Worthy are You, O Lord our God, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For You created all things and by Your will they existed and were created. In, in chapter 5, the saints sang a new song saying, Worthy are You to take the scroll and to open its seals. For You were slain and by Your blood You ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Let's do a little calisthenics. I say amen, you say hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Not a Baptist word. We're going to get it. Actually, if you think it's not a Baptist word, you don't know. All right, let's do it again. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. What? Amen! All right, y'all sit down. I was sitting out there just a minute ago thinking, what were those three words I used? I know they were amen, praise the Lord, and hallelujah, but I couldn't remember exactly what order they went in or what went with what. I say amen, you say praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord, you say hallelujah. I say hallelujah, you say amen. Deductive reasoning. Good job, good job. Isaiah 53. I'll take just a few minutes to talk to you about the joy of God at Easter. The joy of God at Easter. I want to read the entirety of chapter 53, but just sit down for a few minutes on verses 10 through 12 as we think about this joy uh, of God at Easter. you got to realize, when we sing about a cross, that is not a beautiful picture. Uh, the cross was not an ornament to place on a wall. Uh, it was not an ornament to place around a neck. It was not something that uh, was what symbolized anything good. It was the worst form of punishment. And so when we come and we sing about a cross where Christ died, that is not a picture of of anything good in and of itself. But when we understand the full picture of Easter, when we understand the full picture of the cross, what you find is this. There is great good in His cross. Great good in His cross. Listen to Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who has believed what He has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For He grew up before Him like a young plant. And like a root out of dry ground, he had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with His stripes, we are healed. All 
all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. And he was afflicted. Yet he opened, opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. And like a sheep that before it shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression, judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? They made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet, it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. The joy of the Lord at Easter begins with the joy of the Lord at the cross. When you look at verse 10, it says it was the will of the Lord to crush him. The New King James Version says this, that it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Now, let's not look at the Lord God Almighty and think he's some sadistic type of character. But what we're seeing here in this summation of the, the, the suffering servant, the work of Christ, is this. That the work of the Lord in Christ on the cross is the fulfillment of God's heart for his people. And when Christ goes to that cross and Christ lays down his life there and suffers on behalf of my sin, on behalf of your sin, God finds joy in that our redemption is possible. It pleased the Lord to crush him. That is the very heart of God. The very heart of God is not to make you religious. The very heart of God is that you might be redeemed, that you might be forgiven and restored and brought into that right relationship with Him. That your sins be cleansed, cleaned, so that your heart washed and made new, so that your life is altered in Christ Jesus. That's the will of the Lord. And so when the Lord looks at the cross and it says it pleased the Lord to, to crush Him or uh, it, it was the will of the Lord to crush him. Understand that this is the heart of God. His passion, His purpose, His love for you was to take the vilest sinner. Have you ever known anybody we looked at and said, man, they are so far from the reach of God, He can never get them. We may not say that out loud, but sometimes we treat others that way. But the reality is, is this, that when Christ came and He laid His life down, the purpose of that in God's heart was this, to take the vilest sinner and redeem him.
give Him new life. Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates His love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, in the darkest, in the worst of our iniquity and sin against God, Christ died for us. That's the heart of God. And so when it says here, it pleased the Lord, there, there's this, this joy of the Lord and the cross in this fact that the debt our sin places on us is paid. Our sin debt is paid, he says, uh, when his soul makes an offering for guilt. We understand that the purpose of Christ on the cross was not so we could have a holiday. Not so you could have fashionable jewelry. But so that the sin debt in your life might be stamped, paid in full. And so when that is accomplished in Christ, there's joy in the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean he, he sat up there and he laughed. <laughs> doesn't mean that he sat there and, and, and there was just this exuberance, but there, there was this, this sense of great peace, great joy that God's will was accomplished on the cross. But I want to tell you something this morning. The joy of the cross presumes the joy of the empty tomb. You look at it, 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 God's joy, the empty tomb. He says here, uh, when his soul makes an offering for guilt, he says, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. What's he talking about there? He's talking about this, the resurrection. He's talking about the fact that in Christ, in the, in the death on the cross, he knew he looked forward to the resurrection where he would see his offspring. How many of you... Um, Let's see, my grandfather died two months before I was born. I never saw him. He never saw me. Okay? Because he was deceased. Y'all understand that? What it says here, he's made this offering, this, this sacrifice, this, this guilt offering and laying his life down. Then it says, he shall see his offspring. Do you get it? He ain't still dead. He sees his offspring. Who's his offspring? Who would be the offspring of the Lord? The saved. Those who are born again. The fulfillment of John chapter 3. Remember what Jesus said to Nicodemus? You must be born again. The fulfillment of that is this. When we, by faith, repent of our sins and trust Him as our, our Savior, we are granted new life and we're no longer dead in trespasses and sins. We are born again alive in Christ. And the Lord says, look, He's going to lay His life down as a guilt offering, but then He is going to see His offspring. He's going to rise again, and He's going to begin to see those who believe and have faith in Him. Those who are born again. There's this victory in the tomb. Those who were born again. Those who are granted eternal life. He says here, He shall see His offspring. He shall prolong His days. How long are His days prolonged? Come on, y'all. That's an easy one. Forever and ever and ever and ever. And there, are, there is no end to his days. You see this purple? That's pretty. 
beautiful purple to signify that on this day Christ arose and He reigns forevermore as King of kings and Lord of lords. He shall prolong His days. This eternal life and reign of Jesus. God's not dead. He is surely alive. And alive forevermore. He says here, the vi- this victory, those who are born again, this eternal life. Verse 11, out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be counted righteous. You see here this finished work of Christ. This finished work there on the cross that, that is satisfying to the Lord. What do you mean, satisfying? Well, as we've already mentioned, that sin debt, that requirement, the righteous requirement of the law for sin is what? Death. Thank you. It's death. That's what the Old Testament law declares. That for sin, one must die. That's the righteous judgment. If God is going to be just, and He is just, if He's going to be just, then the, the ultimate fulfillment of His justice and righteousness is that, that one in His sins must downward. And yet that is satisfied how? Through the blood. Through the blood of Jesus. He shall be satisfied. The righteous requirement of God is satisfied. That, that word, that, that is propitiation for you theological scholars. Propitiation. That, that God's, God's justice is satisfied in the cross. As a matter of fact, Scripture gives us a picture that God made Him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. God takes all of our garbage, all of our junk, all of our stain, all of our sin. He places it on Jesus. Jesus takes that to the cross. He dies there to pay that sin debt. And what do we get in exchange? Righteousness of God. You don't earn that. As a matter of fact, if you read on here, it says, By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. He shall bear their iniquities. What does he do? This righteousness is not something that we are that we gain. It's not something that you can work for. It's not something that you can you can pour day after day, hour after hour, trying to attain the righteousness of God. But it would take you an eternity to do so. But you still can't. Because the righteousness of God is not earned. It is declared. By faith, when you believe in Him, that does not mean that you begin a process of earning His righteousness. It means that when you, by faith, believe in Him, you have a new name. You have a new image. That is the righteousness of God in you. He declared that. So this, this victory. Why is there joy in the empty tomb? Because there's this great victory. The victory of, of those who are born again. Eternal life and the, the eternal reign of God. The finished work of Christ. To satisfy in propitiation, to satisfy in resurrection, so that you and I may be declared righteous. 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 The last verse here, verse 12 Therefore I will divide him with a portion. We'll divide him portion with the many, 
and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. <laughs> you see those reference to what all that the Lord wants to give, all the Lord wants to do in lives who believe and trust in Him. Because He poured out His soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. transgressors. The reward here is to the Lord for His sacrifice, but that spoil is, is shared among those who believe. Yet, yet He bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. What's the victory of the cross? victory of Easter. The victory is this, that in Christ, in the cross, you and I have life. We're not, I'm, look, look at me, I'm not talking about just making it through life. I'm not talking about just making it to heaven one day. The plague of the church is this. We've been told we're going to heaven when we die. And that is all we care about. God help us. Because when you see the life Christ offers in Scripture, it's not just the life you receive when you die. It's the life you get when you believe. And when you were declared righteous in Him, it, it, the Scripture says that He was buried, that He rose again after 40 days after the resurrection. What did He do? He ascended into heaven where He sits at the right hand of the Father. Hebrews said, making intercession for us continually before the throne of God. That is that when you and I cannot pray for ourselves, we don't know what we need. We don't know how to pray. We can know that Jesus Christ sits before the Father. And He lifts us up in prayer. Amen? Because who knows what we need better than we do? He does! Some of you are going, nobody. Wrong! He does. And so this is what I tell you this morning. God's great joy at Easter is that in the cross of Christ, our payment was made. In the resurrection, our life, new life is given so that God can find joy in you. Let me say this very clear. God does not need you. He does not need me. But He finds great joy in giving you salvation giving you life and using you in His kingdom. I want to invite you this morning. I want to invite you. Maybe this is the first time you've heard the gospel. If so, I think that would be very few of us. But maybe there's someone here that's, that's heard the gospel for the first time. Christ wants to redeem you. He's already accomplished the work. He's already uh, fixed a spot. That's what He says. Come. Come to Me. Believe. Turn away from sin. Just, just come. Listen, I don't, don't think you can clean it up before you come to Him. Because you can't. What happens is you step out. You come to Christ. And he cleans you up. Christian, some of us need to go back to, as we talked about in the sunrise service this morning, 
our resurrection moment. We need to remember what it was like when Christ called us out of our sin and gave us life. We need to remember and we need to fall on our face before Him and acknowledge our waywardness, acknowledge our sin. We don't need to recommit our lives. We need to repent and turn back to Him. We just need to say thank you. We need to surrender and let the King of kings and the Lord of lords be King of kings and the Lord of lords in our lives. I want to invite you this morning to do that. You know sin in your life. You need to repent of it. You choose to hold on to it and miss out on what God wants to do. I invite you this morning to repent. Run to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that when I was in my trespasses and sin, You've called out to me. Based on the cross and the empty tomb, you offered me salvation. You offered me life. Lord, you rocked my world. Thank you for that. Father, there are those here today that need to be saved. I pray that right now you would convict them. Lord, you're already convicting them of sin. Lord, convince them that Jesus loves them, that died for them, has risen again to give them life if they would only turn to Him. Father, would You draw them to You today? Lord, for Christians, I pray. In the next few minutes, one by one, we begin to pour out our hearts. Or maybe all at the same time, we begin to pour out our hearts in repentance and faith, surrendering again to You. Father, would you have your way? Holy Spirit, move among us.